I have from time to time, people tell me, preacher, I, I don't understand the Bible. And in particular, they don't understand the King James Bible. I have them to tell me that they want to get another scripture or another translation. They could better understand it. And I'm all for people understanding the Word of God. We as a church use the King James Bible and uh, we use it in our teaching and pulpit ministry. I'm thankful for how God's blessed it and used it over these years. I want to say this to you. The Bible said the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, quite a few months ago now, a few weeks ago at least, quite a few weeks ago, God the Holy Ghost began to deal with my heart about the first Sunday of the new year. And strangely, he began to deal with Brother Ricky Allen about some things. And in the Sunday school assembly, those who've been coming, you recognize uh, how much he's been using the Word of God. I'm thankful for God's Word. I want you to pray with me in just a few moments, and I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer again. And then I want to bring you a message, or I want to share with you something I call nothing but the Word. Will you bow with me for prayer? Father, I ask now the Holy Ghost of God to give anointing. Thank you for our many visitors and guests who are here. And God, I thank you, God, for once again, your precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to suffer and bleed and die. Thank you, our Father, that you have sent the Holy Spirit of God to be our comforter, but to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Thank you that he is our guide into all truth. And I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for the way that you've provided for us the written Word of God. Thank you for your divine preservation of it. And here we stand the first Sunday of 2010. And our Father, we still have before us the inerrant, infallible Word of God. And I ask God this morning that you'd bless your Word. You made a promise that your Word would not return void. And I ask now, God, that you'd honor it. And God, speak to hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. Help us to understand our Father, the message of this great book. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to follow with me You don't in your hearing. You cannot follow with me in your Bible this morning. I will go back to the book of Isaiah and we'll pick up. And the Lord willing, before this year is over, we'll at least finish the book of Isaiah. But this morning I want to share with you something I call nothing but the Word. And you listen and I pray God to speak to our hearts together. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle. And over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree did be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, 
and he did eat. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And God said unto the serpent, Thou art cursed above all cattle, upon, above all beasts of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shall I eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life, till thou return unto the ground. Dust thou art, and from dust to dust thou shalt return. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness is filthy rags. We all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh God after God. They are all gone out of the way, and they become altogether unprofitable. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. But the Scriptures hath concluded all under sin, that every mouth may be stopped, and that all the world may become guilty before God. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable things. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Verily, very I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not that willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's none that doeth good, the soul that sinneth it shall die. 
for the wages of sin is death. And as is appointed a man once to die, and after that the judgment. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. And he cried, Have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this flame. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And you who were dead in trespass and sin, which in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. At that time you were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you're saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoso believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone into his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. And when he was reviled, he reviled not again. He suffered and he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness by whose stripes you're healed. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteous of God in him, not by works of righteousness which we've done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Nor that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. Wherefore then, wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head. And read in his hand, they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews.
And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him and put on his own raiment on him and led him away to be crucified. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And one of the male factors which hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself. But the other male factor answered, rebuke him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art the same condemnation? And we just and we we just indeed for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest in thy kingdom. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I thirst. It is finished. Father, in thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Joseph of Arimathea brought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen and laid him in the sepulcher. Now upon the first day of the week, very in the morning came they to the sepulcher. And they found the stone rolled away. And two men stood by them in shining garments and said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here but is risen. Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. I declare unto you the gospel. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and then it arose again the third day according to the scriptures. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You're yet in your sin. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. But by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For Christ has not entered into the holy place made by hands, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received the tradition of fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. John stood and looked upon Jesus as he walked and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby ye must be saved. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, 
thou shalt be saved. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believed on his name. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have it laid, and I'll give you rest. He that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast out. And he's able to save to the uttermost all that call upon, to come to God by him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I'll raise him up in the last day. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I said therefore unto you, that you shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I'm come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is a son of God. And they went both of them down into the water and he baptized him. And the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you're sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, that we should be to the praise of his glory who might trust in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let us draw nigh with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for it is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke one another to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Behold what manner of love the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Though the world knoweth us not, 
because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and they shall see his face. And there shall be no night there. They need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man according to his, as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. He that testifieth these things saith, Behold, I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoso believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Would you bow with me in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that God, you have given us the account of salvation in your precious book. I pray God the Holy Ghost would speak to the hearts of these here in the building and in the ready audience, the Word of God. I pray God that not a man or a woman, a boy or girl would leave here not knowing that they have eternal life. Because you said these things have been written that you might know that you have eternal life, that you might believe in the name of the Son of God. And God, I pray for your people that this year, 2010, that the word of God will become more precious than ever. God, help us to bathe our lives in it. Help us to spend hours in it, seeking your direction, guidance, and your anointing. And I pray God the Holy Ghost now would move upon hearts. We wait before him with our heads bowed. Brother Brad's coming. He's going to sing a song, whatever God lays on his heart. Let's stand together.
the last Sunday of 2009, I invited you to come and thank him for what he's done and to ask his blessing for the coming year. I invite you this morning that if you have been privileged in your life to have heard the gospel and the Holy Ghost of God did his work, and that is that he drew you to the Savior. He convicted you of sin, rights, and judgment. And you in simple faith believe the gospel message. And you called on the Lord and God saved you. And you know your sins are gone and heaven is your home. I'd invite you once again the first Sunday of this new year to come and thank him for his son, the Lord Jesus. Thank him for the work and for the wooing of the Holy Ghost. And thank him for his word. I ask that you do something else when you come. I ask that you commit yourself afresh this year to read the Word of God. The Word of God does not need to be defended. It simply needs to be preached and taught and lived. It will not return void. I invite Christians to come. If you're not saved this morning, you've heard the gospel directly from the Word of God. It's simple. All of our righteousness is filthy rags. He saves us by His mercy and grace. But you must receive the Lord Jesus Christ. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because if not believe the name of the only begotten Son of God, he'll hear you this morning. You don't have to go through me. You don't have to go through anybody else. I invite you to come and kneel before him and call on him, receive him, believe on him, and he'll save you and give you everlasting life. You obey Christ. Many have come, you come.